Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. If you change your mind, take a chance on the first thing in line. Honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. If you need me, let me know. Gonna be around. If you got no Yes, we wait for it to kick in. It's coming right now. Hold on. Here we go. Here we go. If you're all alone, when the pretty birds have flown, honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. What's better than 4 o'clock in the morning blasting ABBA out your truck? Do it now. Trust me. It's worth it. Let's go. 4 o'clock on this football Friday. We gave you the picks. If you're so inclined to listen to one of us, choose Marco. The guy's unstoppable. But let's get to the take a chance parlay that I've hit twice and no one else has. Take a chance parlay where we just parlay three underdogs, pile them together, and try and win some money. So let's go. Fliegelman, you take a chance parlay. Yeah, Eddie loves it. Let's go. Ab is the best. Oh, okay. I was like, where is Eddie? Normally when you react to him, he's in here, but nah, I'm no. sitting here by myself. I was very, very confused. No, nah, Yeah, he's coming in for a smoke break probably, and he loves the ABBA. I still want you on video. I don't know how the hell do we not have it. with. If you could see Mac when it kicks in, quote, unquote, <laughs> I mean, the man loses his mind in yes. the chair. I, I, I need to see that on video. How the hell we haven't done that yet? I know. That's an awful job by whoever's cutting it up. Where's Gala? Love yeah, him. Where we gotta, is yeah, he? Yeah, we we'll tell him. I'll email Izzo. Izzo gets here like 5.15 now every morning. We just need yeah. him on a Friday to come in an hour earlier one time. Yeah, well, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging out today for a little bit, so I'll see him. I'll tell him. All right, uh, my take a chance parlay. Uh, game number one, you brought, uh, mentioned it, Chris. You put it in your picks. The Titans getting a point and a half at home. Vrabel is money as a home dog. DeColstis is you know, leaving Lucas Oil Stadium, the confines of the Dome, traveling, playing outdoors against a divisional team that at times has looked competent. I mean, with the Titans, you could get this yeah, awful team, or you can get this team that shows up and wins a game, you know, 27-23. So that's game number one. Game number two uh, is the Broncos getting three and a half against the Texans. A, a lot of the dogs this week I just don't think are live. I, I kind of like the Texans here, but if any team's going to be able to pull this off, I mean, the Broncos are a team on the rise. They've been playing much better, and this is a huge game for postseason yeah. ramifications. No the loser's still very much alive. The winner of this game has a fantastic chance of getting to the postseason. As much as I like D'Amico Ryans and what he's done with that Texans team and C.J. Stroud, you have those two guys who are rookies going up against a surefire Hall of Fame quarterback and a coach who is... I would say probably going to end up in Canton. So I'll take a chance with the Broncos there in game number three. Again, my brain is saying the Jets, but I'm just absolutely <laughs> not doing it. I refuse to do it. Uh, I'll include the Eagles in there. It's a little bit of a hedge, but yeah. listen, if you're taking a chance with anybody as an underdog, it should be the team that has literally the best record in the entire National Football League and yeah. has only lost one so far. You're not going to see them as it's an underdog It's December. Very they often. have one yeah. loss, yeah. and you have a chance to include them as a plus. Money, money line. I th- I, yeah, I mean, listen, you might like the Niners in the game. I think you, you have to take a chance. Not forget, like, the actual parlay. Th- throw a couple shekels on that money line. You might as well. You're never going to get them as an underdog at home, let alone. So even if you like the Niners, you take That's a chance right. with the Eagles they're, money they're line. A whole, they have the best record in the league. Yeah. They were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. They've lost once this season. It's yeah. December, and they're a home underdog. Yeah. 
Crazy. I can't argue with any of that, but I'm not going to hedge. So I took the <laughs> Niners, I'm not going to hedge. I can't do it. I do like the Broncos, so throw me into that group. I actually thought I was going to pick this game, and then I wound up going uh, with a couple other ones. But I do like Denver to actually make the playoffs, and I think to do that, they're going to need to win this game. So give me Denver in this. I took the Browns before. I talked about them getting the win on the road against the Rams. So I'm going to take them in here, getting the plus three and a half. The last one, I don't love this. I'll be fair. I'm with Fleeks. There weren't a lot of great. Uh, underdogs this week. The third one was hard. I could take the Titans, but I I just don't know what I'm going to get in the Jekyll and Hyde. So I'm going to take a different Jekyll and Hyde that's a line that's a little bigger. Give me the Saints against the Lions. It's basically the idea that they're going to put it together one week where you go, how the hell did you win this game and look as good as you have when you've been so incompetent in so many games? I could feel like this would be something. I don't think Detroit is going to stumble for long. Mm -hmm. They've Kind of flirted last week. I, I kind of felt like the Packers were on the rise, and that was a good spot for them. I do think Detroit writes the ship soon. It could mm-hmm. be this game. It could be next week. I'm going to take a chance and let it ride with the Saints. So right. give me the Saints in there. Take a chance, 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 chance. Again, I, 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 all right. I, why do we got not the video of you when it kicks in? I can't. I love the kicks in. Yeah, but the the, the problem is, I'll tell you right now, the 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 licensing for the music. So it's they're gonna it's gonna be have to be. A I silent, don't need to hear the music. It's gonna be a silent. I video. just want to see you with the fist pump in <laughs> the chair. They just play the video with no sound and put it out to everybody who's not awake right now and say it's more of a guess what than a video. song yeah. gets this reaction out of McMahon. I don't I don't need to see the music. I don't care yeah. about the music. I don't need to hear yeah. that. I need to see you. You'll have the... people guessing, like, you know, EDM songs, the house music, and the yeah. answer is yeah. take a chance on yeah, me. Night right. at the Roxbury with Mac in yeah. the chair. That's there what I go. need. That's what I need. All right, let's real quickly do this then for me. I'm going to go Denver. I gave you all the reasons in the picks. We'll just skip over it. I'm going to go Green Bay. I'm not against uh, – Cam- I'm going to take a real chance I'm uh, with a couple of these picks. I'm going to go Green Bay. I like the way Love is playing. I thought they were tremendous uh, on Thanksgiving. Totally took me by surprise they were able to do that uh, and play that way. And the defense has come along. They were all over Goff. Uh, how many? Fun, I mean, he was getting strip sacked almost on every play. I like them, and something about Green Bay when they, uh, something about uh, Kansas City when they're these big dogs. They don't typically lose the games, but they don't play well. They don't cover, so I'll take a chance that something goes awry and they figure out a way to lose that game. So I'll take Green Bay, and then the other one I'll go with is uh, for taking a chance as five and a half underdogs. I'll take a chance on the Cardinals. I just don't love the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, and I know they just fired Canada. They were able to throw the ball a little bit better. Uh, but I still don't love everything about that team. And at home, as a favorite, it's not the same. Pittsburgh is I, – I, when I bet Pittsburgh, I typically bet them as, as dogs. I don't love them as favorites. And Murray might be able to do enough offensively to actually get something going. I just don't trust the Steelers' offense. This could be a low-scoring game where anything could happen, so I'll take a chance with Arizona. Thank you, Marco. I appreciate it. Thank you for the uh, the idea to put the video out there. We'll try and get it done for you. Again, I don't know why I don't have more Mac videos on my Twitter feed. I don't know anyway, why you don't with. either, quite honestly. But even know. though I should have you with the you know Cashman pajamas on, anti, I need type. to see the fist pump night at the Roxbury. You yeah. in the chair. We start there, and then we move into actual yeah. real takes. Well, th- but I need that first. I'm, uh, they should put me on more because, quite honestly, I apparently I had the second most viewed video of the entire year on the station. My arguing with a caller about whether or not Otani is the greatest baseball player of all time was the second highest rated video in the company this year. Hmm. How about that? And we don't have more Mac videos? It's unbelievable. What are they, we doing? They, well, they assume that if it's not big in Japan, no one it's not worthy of putting it up. <laughs> if ninety nine percent of those clicks weren't aren't in this country, apparently they don't care, Marco. Abba big in Japan? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> We need the Swedes to to jump on board. (laughs) 
if I get a lot of clicks in Sweden, they might put up more videos of me. I mean, clearly. Yeah, I got like 300,000 hits in Japan. That's why. About two people watched it here. But 300,000. So this fat guy arguing about Otani in Japan. I got. I was. I was in Disney World. I got a call. I had no equipment with me. Whatever. I probably still should have figured out a way to do it. But I got a call while I was literally driving to Disney World. Uh, Connor Green called me from the newsroom that a, a Japanese TV station wanted to put me on. <laughs> I should have done it. But I'm like, I'm literally in the car. I'm driving for the next 17 hours. I don't. I got. That either could have been on. great or it could have been Chris I, Farley I, when he ends up on the know, Japanese yeah, game yeah, show right. and they're electrocuting him. <laughs> Uh, right. <laughs> they could have said anything. I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I think he's great. Terrific. Kids yelling in the background. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes. So, yes. Apparently, that video did very well. So, they should put more videos of me. I agree. Um, it's a barren wasteland of McMonagle videos. Can't find them. Can't find them. Anti fat tights. That's what I say. All right. Enough of that. 877 337 6666. Uh, that was fun. Speaking about Otani, real quick, I did uh, tease it. So let's just talk about, real quick, the winter meetings around the corner coming this week. And I, as much as we're all excited, right? And every day, I, I'm one of them. I'm a huge baseball guy. I wake up every afternoon with my new schedule. I wake up every afternoon and immediately go to Twitter. And I'm looking for news about the Soto trade or what's going on with the Mets. They gave us at least something with the Severino and um, Wendell signing. Uh, at least it was something. They also signed a reliever. But at least they did something, and Severino was something to talk about. And I think it's actually a really good signing for them. We went through that yesterday. But as the winter meetings approach, I do think there could be something in the trade market. I think Soto could possibly get done at the winter meetings, hopefully to the Yankees. But if he's traded, I think there is a good chance he could be traded at the winter meetings. But besides that, I think we could have a very boring and dull and lackluster winter meetings because of Otani and Yamasoto. Those are the two big, obviously Otani is in a market all to himself, but still some of these guys, Bellinger and some of these big time free agents might not want to sign until some kind of market is set. And certainly Otani is one. He's the biggest free agent out there, but Yamasoto for the pitching market might be at 25 years old. I know there's some pitchers out there. Montgomery just did great in the postseason. Snell has won a, just won a Cy Young. Uh, he's won a Cy Young now in both NL and AL. So he should be a pitcher that gets a big-time contract. But Yamasoto might be probably Yamamoto. Someone wrote Yamasoto. I keep saying it. Yamamoto. I'm an idiot. Yamamoto might be um, the biggest uh, chip on the on the table. So until he signs, and he's already said that he doesn't want to, he's going to have conversations with teams after the winter meetings. So if he doesn't set the pitching market, you might see guys like Montgomery, and you might see guys like Snell, and you might see guys out there in the pitching market who are looking for contracts waiting to see what kind of deal Yamamoto gets. So we could see a very boring and lackluster, and it's unfortunately, Major League Baseball needs to figure something out because these other free agencies, NFL free agency is almost immediate. You start hearing things before free agents are even allowed to sign. Like, they're not, there needs to be a way. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how you set deadlines, but there needs to be something because last year and some, other, some of these other years, a lot of action has happened, and 
whether it's at the the winter meetings or whatever, like the Aaron Judge story, a lot of things happen quickly. And when you get a frenzy, it creates excitement. This long, drawn-out process, yeah, okay, maybe it keeps you talking about it. Maybe we'll talk about Yamamoto and we'll talk about Soto uh, and Yamasoto, as I said, 10 times instead of Yamamoto. Like, if as you, we might talk about it for a longer, extended period of time, and you might, you know be able to baseball Sal talking about on a baseball night in New York over and over and over and over again every week for the next month and a half if nobody signs. But ultimately the frenzy and the the knowing it's going to happen and the excitement of that, even if it's a short window, is far superior. It's far more exciting. It's far better. This long, extended, boring baseball offseason kills them. So they need to do something, and I have a feeling, not that, you know, if you're a big baseball fan, you wait for these winter meetings. I know a lot of people go down. I would love one day to actually go to one of these hotels and hang out and and be at the winter meetings. But, like, you expect some some different things, and I do think Soto might get traded, but that would be the biggest and only because I don't know when Otani. We don't know anything about Otani. We know nothing about He is the biggest free agent in the world. We know nothing about him. Last year, we knew Judge where, where he had lunch. He was in this hotel. Where he was talking to some you know, woman with a camera in a lobby of a hotel. He's flying to San Francisco. He's met with the Giants today. He's done this. He's done that. We heard a million things about Judge last year. We know nothing about Otani. I mean, I know that's the way he wants it, but we know nothing. It's amazing. He is the biggest free agent in the history of free agents, and there's nothing to talk about. We're just waiting for him to pick a team. It sucks. All this sucks. I want excitement. I want it now. There's another um, Willy Wonka. I want it now, Daddy. Little Veruca Salt, 877-337-6666. All right, let's take one quick uh, call. Right here on the fan, we'll get um, to Maury in Belmore as we get back to the phone calls here on the last hour of the show. What's up, Maury? How are you? What's up? Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. All right. I got... Three quick things. Yeah. Numero uno. It's Numero good the number Giants one. Were off this week. It's good the Giants are off. Let's all calm down with the quarterback and the Sopranos. And yeah. the plumbing. Let's leave it. Let's I know. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one on the other side, and I don't want to be the I don't want to be the wet blanket on this. I like Devito. It is a great story. Me it's some too. fun. Me too. And I hope Me they too. start to win some games here. But I got to be honest with you. I'm I'm a I'm I'm. I wanted them to lose games. I want the better pick. Yep, I'm disappointed I'm they're not going to be one of getting one of these two yep. top quarterbacks. So it's a great story, 100%. but it's it's really been uh, I don't I don't Number care two. about it much. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Number so two. We got those, I'm sorry. I know more. You're playing into it. I'm I'm. I know I do that. I keep forgetting. Go ahead. Number two. Donomonigato. I need Yamamoto and Soto. Yes. And thank you for okay. wanting to talk about Yamasoto. So I read it and said Yamasoto instead of Yamamoto three or four times and sound like an idiot if someone just turned on I'm the radio. I'm trying to help you, buddy. Listen. Well, you didn't help me at all, Maury. Don't know many got though. Yeah, so I need both of those guys on my team ASAP. I don't care what kind of AI algorithmic uh, trading Cashman needs to do, but get it done. That's it. And I agree with you. Not- that's that's the off season for me, Yamasoto. I want both of them. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Then then Cash, it. then Cash can go home, kick trip. up his feet. Sleep in his own bed instead of in Central Park. And guess what? And relax. If if Bellinger just happens to get available and we could somehow pull that off and make a trade and have all three. Of course. Cancel Christmas. Hello, Hanukkah is what I would say. And then number three. Number three. Last but not least, enjoying the show as usual. Thank you. Um, When you say good music upcoming, I agree with Marco. 
That ABBA song just doesn't do it. Oh, that ABBA song slaps, <laughs> as the kids say. There you go, Maury. Thank you, thank you very much for trying to sing it. Yes, no, that song slaps. Love that song. I I don't know I, the, the whole segment. I made up the entire thing because I heard the song on the radio, and I was like, I love that song. Take a chance. Oh, that sounds fun. That could be a gambling thing. I was right. It was right at like the beginning of the show or the beginning of football season. I was trying to think of things to do. And that came on. I was like, oh, how about a Take a Chance parlay? I could play that song. I love that song. That's right. I love it. I did a whole bit. I don't know if you guys guys are fans of the show. You listen every week. I had clips and audio. I did like a whole piece uh, to to enter the thing. And then I was like, nope, get rid of all the sound. I don't want to hear it. I don't want the the clip of uh, Kirk Douglas, uh, Kurt Russell doing um, the, the speech in Miracle. Get rid of it. Get rid of it all. I just want the song. I love the song. Take a chance. ABBA, that, that song is awesome. And that's right. There is a part where it kicks in. There is. Duke and Edison, what's up, Dukey? Hey, Chris, how are you? You talk about music. Uh, yeah, I do. I, sometimes I talk about music. Yeah, I uh, went to see the Beatles at Shea Stadium in 65. Did you really? And it was too loud. I couldn't hear yeah, them at all. I'm sure. my fa- yeah, that's, my that, that, that almost sounds like a yogiism right there. It was too loud. I yeah. couldn't hear it at all. Yeah, my favorite song. What's your favorite song? Mine's Let It Be. Oh, I mean, my favorite. I've always said, uh, I don't know if it is my favorite anymore, but I've always, uh, uh, You Never Give Me Your Money is 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 my favorite Beatles song. <laughs> I love You Never Give Me Your Money. All right, I'm getting to the source here about our buddy Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he should come back. That line is terrible. I went to the Miami game, and they just went right through it. Yeah. And Rogers could be getting hurt in this game. Well, that, that's the Thank thing, and that's the thing, Duke. If you listen to the open of the show, and thank you for the call, uh, and to reset the open just real quick before we break, yeah, two things. Aaron Rodgers obviously came back to practice. He met the media. Uh, unfortunately, there's no audio of it. He didn't do it in front of a camera, which is surprising because I, I'm sure I figured he would sit there and wait a half hour to allow someone to go get a camera because he loves being on on camera and being taped. But uh, in front of the media. He said a bunch of stuff, but to me, if we're really talking about him coming back, if we're really having a real conversation about that, if that's the story, whether or not Rodgers can play, he said two things above all else. Yeah, he said stuff about the coaching staff. He kind of gave them a a a, a vote of confidence a little bit. But to me, about this season and him playing, he said two things that rule it out for me. And it's not the anything's possible. It's the I'm not 100%. And So if he's not 100%, and he is more likely to injure, be injured by coming back and playing now than he was if he waits until next year. Which for some people, like the the, the Evan and Beningo and different people I talk to, who want him to play and believe that that line of thinking. We're like, well, you don't know if he gets cleared, he gets cleared. It doesn't mean he's more likely to get injured. Well, now we know. I've, I think it was pretty common sense to think that, but now we know that this is a risk. And he's not going to be 100%. It's just about whether or not he can protect himself. And the other day, the coach, Sala, said, well, I don't think Rogers Aaron would do anything where he would put himself in, in jeopardy. Well, not only is he not 100%, but he's also cavalier with the idea that he, eh, if I get injured, eh. If I get injured, what's the big deal? What The risk? What risk? If I get injured, I'll rehab and come back next year. Like, like it's like that would not. That's a disaster if he gets hurt again. If this season is book bookended by Rogers' torn Achilles, like if that's how this season goes, it oh the the the, the curtains rise and there's an Achilles. 
injury, and then there's an Achilles injury, and the curtains close on this season. What an out-and-out disaster. And how in the world could the Jets forget Aaron Rodgers and whether or not he'd be willing to rehab again and whether or not the risk of a third injury is worse than the risk of a second injury, no matter how long the rehab takes, and whether or not a guy who claimed to be 90% retired in a dark retreat in the offseason is somehow now so gung-ho about a season that he'll rehab Achilles injuries back-to-back. He might think that now. A man who admitted to be to cry the entire next day after tear, tearing his Achilles and the, and the depression he went into. Yeah, now no problem. I love, I love drinking bone marrow and doing all this stuff. It's fun. I can't wait to rehab again. But put that aside. How do the Jets move forward with this plan? This three-year window that they decided to put together to chase a championship with Aaron Rodgers. How in the world do they still have confidence in it if this guy is 40 years old coming off two torn Achilles in three months? It can't happen. It can't happen. Him coming back and getting injured is an out-and-out disaster. And if I'm the Jets looking at possibly a top pick now because... That would be the end of the year. And, and the talk is now, it's even possible. Nothing is, imp- I wouldn't rule anything out that he could come back and play in the Dolphin game. If he comes back and gets injured in the Dolphin game, this season they're going to lose the rest of those games. You can mark my words. How, how could they possibly recover from this guy getting hurt twice? Now you're looking at a top pick in a heavy quarterback draft. Now, ha- doesn't that have to be in play? Doesn't that have to be in play? Like right now, if he never plays again, he gets the entire offseason to strengthen that Achilles. He comes back 100% to start the year next year. I'm I'm sold on the idea of using every ounce of equity I have, draft, free agent, trade, whatever the case may be. I'm I'm on board with the plan of pushing all my chips in to the Rodgers train the next two years. I'm still on that path and on that plan. If I watch him twice, in one season, leave the field with an Achilles injury, how in the world can I still believe that path is acceptable? How could I still believe that they can move forward with this guy? So at four and seven, you better make sure it's damn well worth it. And don't give me, well, obviously it doesn't make sense if we're eliminated. You don't have to be eliminated. All right, the idea that if you're mathematically out, sure, why not? Of course, if you're mathematically out. If you lose one of these next two games and you're still mathematically in it somehow, are you really going if, – if you need to win out and have three, four different teams lose this many games and that many games, like if you are you really going to play that game to come back and play a Miami team? At five and eight? It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, if they win these next two games and things break right and it seems like there is a legitimate chance, I suppose because I do believe they should do everything they can to try and win a championship in these three weeks. So maybe I'll be singing a different tune. But I hate the idea that he is full bore. I'm not, I'm not going to be 100%. It's impossible for me to be 100%, which means more likely to be injured. And then just, eh, he's talking about protecting himself when ultimately he doesn't even feel like, yeah, if I get hurt, I get hurt. If I get hurt, no big deal. I'll rehab again. Done it once, I'll do it again, no problem. Did you you hear about my diet? I got the rehab perfect diet. I drink bone marrow and I ingest collagen. I love bone marrow. It's no big deal. I do everything. It's easy. I actually really like it. 
what I do is I, I take a uh, I take a I take a sniff of uh, Gatorade and then I throw down the bone marrow. I put a little uh, little umbrella in it. It's the power of the mind, people. Don't you get it? It's the power of the mind. 877-337-6666. All right, quick break. We'll come back, continue to take your phone calls. On the Jets, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. On the Yankees, the Mets, offseason. The upcoming winter meetings, do we expect anything? Major League Baseball, free agency, and in, in, in just overall, and how slow it can be and dragged out to the point where i got to talk about Aaron Rodgers every single day. And they... Mark my words, they are going to win this game against Atlanta because this story will not die. They won't allow it to die. They are going to ride this thing to the bitter end. And I do think him coming back helps them win this game. I believe in the power of belief. But ultimately, if he's uh, if he's cavalier with getting injured, I think he's nuts. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. All right. We're almost through our football Friday on this first day of December. It's December already. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself for all the Christmas music. We're settling in. It's Christmas time, people. You know how it is. It's December now. Hell, they, they lit the Christmas tree in November the other day, which I, I saw. I saw Barry Manilow perform. I think it was Barry Manilow. I mean, whew. I mean, he's 80. God bless him. But maybe. Instead of Christmas tree lighting out, Barry. All right, let's get back to the phone calls. 877-337-6666. I've yapped and yelled enough. Uh, Kevin in Hartford. What's up, Kev? Hey, Chris, what's going on? What's up, Kevin? So, look, I'm as big as a Yankee fan as you are, all right? Okay. But I'm also a, I'm also a realist. A realist. Okay? Cashman is going to do absolutely nothing mm-hmm. for this offseason. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why, Chris. Tell me why. All the years that the Knicks were losing, right, was there any every, an empty seat in the garden? No. no. You want to know why? Because it was an attraction. Yeah. Dolan bought into that concept, and I think Hal bought into that concept. Mm-hmm. Yankee Stadium's an attraction. It's not about winning anymore. It's not about winning. That pride it's, died with the boss. It's absolutely if the ridiculous. Boss was still around, you would have all of them. It's absolutely all ridiculous. of them. I think. I and, think. I think you're abs- I think that comment is absolutely ridiculous. Well, 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 that, you, let, me, let me tell you why. First, well, well, first we're off, all entitled to our opinion. Yeah, what no, has Cashman given us, are, Chris? What did he give us? Since 09, big deal. What, what do you mean since, all right, so, 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 since, so it's either World, I get it. So it's World Series or he's done absolutely nothing. I get it. So, and the same thing with Steinbrenner. I mean, I guess ponying up 300, ponying up 300. So you're going to pick the one the one or two bad moves. I get it. And since the, the last two years, a bunch of bad moves. That's absolutely true. But, but I'm not saying your point about Cashman hasn't done a good job is ridiculous. Your point about it not being about winning. If it's not about winning, when they go out and give 300, and $60 million to Aaron Judge to keep him here. Why did they go out and give another almost $200 million to Rodon? Now, it was a bad move, and you might that's your retort to me, is, oh, my God, Rodon, he's terrible. If it's not about winning, and they just won 99 games and played in the American League Championship game with the same team they were just about to bring back with Aaron Judge, if he didn't care about getting better, why spend nearly $200 million on Rodon? 
I actually like the Rondon signing. Well, but my and point, why, why Aaron Jones, but my point is, another... you can't say they don't. They go out and when they, when they think they need something in 2019, they win a hundred plus games. They win the division. They lose again in six games to the uh, Astros in the ALCS. What does he do? He turns around and he steals their ace. Who uh, up until he brought the sign to the press conference, the belief was he's a West Coast guy. He wants to be on the West Coast, and he they went there and they gave him the biggest contract any starting pitcher has ever got. Why would he do that to improve a team that won 101 games and played in the ALCS if it doesn't matter about winning? Ah, exactly right, Kevin, because your point is ridiculous. Is it do everything I can, no matter what dollar I have to spend, I'm going to, I don't care if we have to sell the chairs in my office, I'm going to go out and get every single free agent so I can win a championship? No, it's not. No, it's not. Was it ever like that? I don't know. Maybe the game was different. The revenue sharing was different when Hal Stein, when uh, George Steinbrenner was around. I don't think I, something tells me George Steinbrenner would not have been a fan of money he spends over the tap going into people to beat him. I don't think he would like the idea of the Tampa Bay Tampa Bay Rays taking his money to put a product forward that beats him and wins divisions. But you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he would have went out and spent every dollar. That's fine. Who knows? It's not it's it's about winning. They're trying to win. He doesn't believe you have to go out and spend all the money in 300 million dollar payroll to win. The Mets tried it. They won 70 games. There is no guaranteed way to win. The Diamondbacks were in the World Series. I don't think anybody thought their owner put them in a position to go out and beat the the, uh, the Dodgers and, and the Phillies to go represent the National League in the World Series. Has Cashman made bad moves? Yes. Have they misspent their money? Yes. Is this an important offseason to go spend money? Absolutely. And if they don't, do you have every right to be pissed off? You do. And I'll be pissed off. This is a big offseason. And to your point... I believe I read that season tickets, while it's still being early, is down almost 40%. It will impact. They do have a plan. It is about filling the seats. You know how they do it? With winning. With winning. If they have five, six straight 500 seasons, they don't fill the ballpark. They don't sell the chicken buckets. That you all believe is the only thing he cares about. You got to go win. I do believe that they're in on Juan Soto. I do believe they're in Yamamoto. Will they get him? I don't know. But the idea like that they don't ever spend, they have the third highest payroll in baseball. And if it's not about winning, why do they do the extra things every once in a while? Not every time. They pass on Harper. It makes no sense. I agree. Should have brought Harper. Harper is the perfect player. Left-handed hitter, superstar, face of baseball. He should be a Yankee, especially considering he wanted to be. Absolutely. Are there mistakes made? Of course. Does he spend every single dollar? No. But the idea that he doesn't care about winning, it's so overblown. He just hasn't won. He hasn't won. That's all. So I, I guess the Astros owner is the only owner in baseball that cares about winning. Like I mean, you know, I would I would think we all agree that Cohn cared about winning. 
They didn't. They 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 finished worse than the Yankees. The owner of the the San Diego Padres, God you know, God bless him, who just recently passed away, did everything he could in a market that didn't justify it. Went out there and spent every single dollar he could. He gave Tatis this extremely long contract the minute they had a young superstar. He goes out and gets Machado. He goes out and gets uh, trades for Juan Soto. Gives up his whole farm system for Juan Soto. He goes out and, and gives Xander Bogarts an eleven-year deal. He does everything to stack the deck to win. He brings in Blake Snell. He brings in uh, uh, you know all the everybody he possibly could to win. And has a payroll that does not justify the market he plays in. And what happens? They lose. I guess he doesn't care about winning. What has he done for them? You guys, you two haven't won a World Series. They don't give a damn. I mean, are there things you can point to? IKF at shortstop? Sure. Why is IKF playing shortstop? I get it. Because they were waiting for Volpe, and they didn't want to give big contracts to these shortstops. Wrong, right? We'll see what Volpe becomes. But there, there's a re- at some point when you have all the contracts, you do need some youth on the team. If they had left field prospects, they might have signed a shortstop. They happen to have shortstop prospects. You do need some youth. If we forget, the dynasty was built on prospects. The dynasty was built on Derek Jeter and Bernie Williams and Jorge Posada and Mariano Rivera and Andy Pettit. Like, you do need to try and build. They tried, This window started in 2017 with the Baby Bombers. Like, you do need to inject youth into this team. It can't be just a team full of free agents. They happen to have prospects at the shortstop position, so they wanted to wait until they could play those shortstops. Did they ha- is there any good logical reason why a left fielder wasn't added last year? Last year, no, it's asinine. There are times to yell, times to be upset, but the overarching theme, the Yankees don't give a damn, is stupid. Call us, 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, rapid fire time. As we finish the week, we finish our Friday, we finish the week. Get you ready for football this weekend. Jets against the Atlanta Falcons. Giants on a bye. And the big game of the week, which I'm looking very much forward to, 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles. But let's take your phone calls. Rapid fire the last few minutes of the show. Brian in Montvale. What's up, Brian? Hey, good morning, Chris. How you doing? Good morning to you, sir. What's up? So I have a couple of quick points. Uh, one, I think I heard that you live up in Warwick. I do. Is that true? That is true. So I don't know if you're a, a big buffalo chicken guy or not, but Cafe Lamode across yeah. the street from the Burger King I in know Warwick it. has probably the best buffalo chicken case that I've ever had in my life. I, I've been there a couple times mainly for breakfast, but I'll give it a try, yeah. That sounds good. And then good. If, the, if that, I think Aaron Rodgers go is probably one of the worst things to ever happen to the Jets. The Jets being such a convoluted organ, organization as they already are, yeah. getting a guy like Rodgers in there who believes in the healing powers of, of crystals and all this weird <laughs> stuff, just like, what, like what, I don't know. I mean, yeah, in theory, it was a good idea to get you know a guy like him in there. But now that after the, the Achilles rupture and, and this and that, trying to rush him back is just, it's just complete nonsense. And, and if they do rush him back, I can almost guarantee it's going to be one of the most jettying things to ever happen 
and he's going to rupture both his Achilles, and he's never going to play well, football again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a bit extreme, uh, but you're you're not wrong about the jetty, uh, the jetty jet jet nature of what would happen if he gets hurt. I mean, it's just one of those things that would play into it. You cannot have <laughs> – these are typically season-ending injuries, right? And his ability to come back has been remarkable. And it's been an annoying storyline. I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. And, yeah, sure, he's a different kind of cat, and he, and he, and he thinks differently. And the, Mac of you in, the McAfee interviews can, be border, can range from anywhere to interesting to mind-numbing to pointless to who gives a damn. I, I get you. But it's still pretty damn crazy that he's gotten to this point where he can come back and play. But you can't have – you can't go out and trade for a Hall of Fame quarterback, bring him here, do everything you can, be the toast of the NFL, have everybody want a piece of you, do hard knocks, just be everywhere, be the, t- be the talk of the NFL, the entire storyline of the NFL, and how things are going to change. Run out of the tunnel on 9-11, waving that flag, and f- have that season, have two season-ending injuries from that player. It, c- it can't happen. Like that is the most jet thing I've ever heard. Like we 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 have the fail mary or whatever people are calling it, and and that rivals the butt fumble, and that rivals the this, and that rivals the Heidi game, and that rivals the rivals and the rivals and the rivals. But if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback that you've brought in to be a mercenary and try and win to 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 win a championship with and and change who the Jets are, like if you've moved heaven and earth. And brought in the greatest quarterback who's ever played for the franchise. And certainly the best since Joe Willie. But we, he's the best quarterback to ever wear a Jet uniform. If you bring that guy in to do whatever you can to change the Jets. That is now the longest running team in professional sports that has not been to the playoffs. It's the longest-running team that hasn't made the playoffs in professional sports. They're the Jets. They're the the joke Jets, the same old Jets. The Jets will always find a way to Jet, all the nonsense. You bring this guy in here to, to try and change that, and what happens is you bookend the season with season-ending injuries? That can't happen. That cannot happen. I, I'm sorry. That is – it would be – it would be a laughing stock, and not only would it be a laughing stock, but it would ruin the whole reason you did it. Because how could you move forward trusting a forty-year-old quarterback with multiple ruptured Achilles injuries? Because he drinks bone marrow, and because he came back quickly. Well, what would that do for you? You ended up injuring it again, and he's gonna have. It's just he's gonna go through another healing process. Like it's just it's too much to believe. And especially you might be t- drafting somewhere towards the top of an NFL draft laden with good quarterbacks. At some point, enough would, that's enough where you have to take the quarterback, don't you? So for Rodgers to be so cavalier with the injury, like, yeah, no big deal. If I get injured, I'll rehab, I'll be back. Are you sure the Jets would want that? I know you run the franchise. I know you dictate who the coach and the offensive coordinator is and who the wide receivers are. But at some point, they have to do what's best for them. And is trusting a forty-year-old quarterback on multiple um, uh, Achilles tears in three months? Is that is that what's best for the franchise? Mitchell and Fort Lee, what's up, Mitch? Good morning, Big Mac. First morning, of all, let's buddy. get to the Jets for a second. 
Whatever you just said, I agree 100%. It is the most ridiculous thing possible they can possibly do. The Jets organization, they stink. You know, Big Mac, you know what they did? You know, usually at the end of the season, you could buy, you know, you, you get a, I bought season tickets. I know, they asked for you early. And they, and they raised the price, but they want us to pay by November 15th. Yeah. It's a joke. But, and they, but again, you know, you just look at the Jets team. The Jets have screwed this up already now, not once. They're going to do it twice. They had, they could have just taken the year, take the loss, got a backup quarterback. The Jets will be, will be an all-star quarterback in two years. Let them learn from Rodgers, and everything would have been fine. They could have done that two years ago, but they had to beat the Rams, so they lost out on a top quarterback. So it's the Jets organization how they do things. They're just, they just screw everything up. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, and nothing would reinforce, nothing would reinforce that more than watching Aaron Rodgers come here and tear his Achilles twice in one year. It, it, it is. It is the way you're going to put a guy out there. The team is four and ten, or whatever they are. Four and and it's a complete. It, it, it's just not even. It's not even worth talking about. It's just. Well, you know, the problem is, no, in New York, we have nothing else to talk about right now except the Rangers and, and and the Knicks that are doing well. But no one wants to talk about that. But they want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Yankees. But everyone now we get to Big Mac. Now we get to the Yankees. Yeah, real quick. I've listened to the, I've listened to the fan for days about Cashman and the Yankees. You have to be smart when you do this. You know, if I would, like you say and I say, I would love to have Soto, but I'm willing to trade Soto, but I want to be able to trade him. I'm not giving up the whole farm system for a rental for one year. It would be the most stupidest thing well, the Yankees can do. And because trading, and, and do it's, it's rapid fire, Mitchell, so I want to get to the next caller. What I would say is uh, it's the whole farm system, yeah. That's why when I meant, when someone mentioned Dominguez, when that name came out, uh, yesterday from Andy Martino, that would, like, Volpe or Dominguez, now I'm really concerned about not being able to sign him. But there are benefits, and I, and I did see uh, um, Talking Yanks mention this, and they're 100% right. There are benefits still to just having Juan Soto for one year. Now, you're right. If there's Dominguez and Volpe and certain guys like that, I'm concerned about. But if you trade... Uh, him for just one season, there are still benefits of getting Juan Soto for just the one year. The benefit of obviously making this year's team much, much better and going out and trying to actually win something with Juan Soto. Uh, there's the other aspect of now you could be the team. Like if if he comes here and leaves, if he signs another contract, you attach a draft pick to him and you get a draft, draft pick in return, which would help, um, you know, uh, compensate for some of the draft, some of the young players you've given up. You'll you'll be the team who gets the draft pick in return. Uh, two, I guess there's the thought process where if the if he doesn't get along with the team for whatever reason, if he doesn't like playing in New York, he doesn't like the fan base, he doesn't like the feeling of 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 the expectations, he doesn't get along with Judge or whatever. It's better to find that out now than ponying up and trying to give him five hundred million dollars in the offseason next year uh, and giving him a long term deal. But the main thing is you could still win. You you could win this year, which is worth it. Like, And I don't think it's going to be a big-time package. And if you look at other t- players who have been traded with one year of, of eligibility, even big superstars, the return isn't the, the entire organization. It's just not. So there, it's still worth it in many ways to trade for them, even if it is just the one year. But when you get to names like Dominguez and or Volpe, now I have a real problem. But other than that, you know, Michael King, Drew, uh, Drew Thorpe, uh, Jones, their top prospect, like those are names where even if you lose them for one year of Soto, you get back a pick and you go chase a championship this year. It's not the worst thing in the world.
Real quick, Eddie and Fishkill. What's up, Eddie? Hey, hey Mac. On, on uh, Daniel Jones and Zach, the best places after they move on from New York, I got Zach in L.A. as third string under McVay for development, and Daniel Jones going to Denver being third string under Peyton for development. You got better places for them to go for development? Um, I mean, no, that sounds good. I don't think Daniel Jones would be a third stringer, though. I mean, I think he's your backup, but uh, at the at the very most, he's but... got to toughen up a little bit. Denver's a good spot for him to toughen up on the Sean McVay. I mean, uh, Peyton. On Peyton, yeah. I mean, listen, I guess I don't, I don't know. It's not really my concern what happens to Daniel Jones after he leaves the Giants. To be honest with you, I, 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 that's a good spot for him, no doubt. But I'm more concerned about just either. Figuring it out with him or moving on from him, which is what I'd rather do. All right, that's it for me. It's been a great week. We finish November. We start December. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. Let's go Jets. Why not? You know they're going to win. You know they're going to win. Because we have to talk about Rodgers coming back next week. And we can't put, we can't have a death knell in that storyline. So that I think they're going to play well and figure out a way to win this game. And we'll be all hopped up at the idea of getting back into the playoff picture and Rodgers coming back. At least that's what I believe. Fleegs, thanks. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend yet again. I'll catch you guys next Monday. Sports Radio 1019 FM. WFM.